Let's get it. All right, we are now. We are now recording. Welcome to It Don't Even Matter. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to Faux and Them Podcast. Welcome to Faux Profits Podcast. I am the usual host. Don't even matter. My co-host is Crystal Pinkney. Say what's up, Pam. Hey, what's up, y'all? How you been? Pretty good. Pretty Calm good. Day, but I'm good. And no I feel complaint. that. I feel that, you know, it was a long day for me as well. Um, happy to be home and out the way of people. You know, I am kind of an introvert. So uh, <laughs> it's good to be out, be home and, and be able to do what I want to do on my time now. So very appreciative of that. And the hospitality field, you're an introvert. See, this is what you got to understand, though. <laughs> in the hospitality field, I am not seen. I work in BOH. For those who don't know what BOH is, that's back of house. You don't see me unless I want to be seen or need to be seen. So there, there, there is a rarity for me to be out amongst the people. And even when they, sir, 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 you know, it's like, I don't really hear you, <laughs> you know, because... I, you know, I can't, I can't do much for you, you know, so. Um, you got to hear earphones again. <laughs> no, I didn't even know, uh, no comprende, uh, you know, so. <laughs> I make up languages as I go along, but, um, so yeah. Don't don't, like yeah, they don't have to see me. So working in hospitality is, for me, it isn't bad because I am back of house. Um, I deal with other things than the customers directly guests clients clientele things like that i don't have to worry about that so those things are beneath me um yeah just talking shit but um so i wanted to talk to you about love the representation of love um how we see it how we view it what is it how do we respond to it? What's our definition of it? Um, and the reason why is because I think all over the world and amongst us, especially, there isn't there isn't a lot of respect, love, and trust. We may have it amongst certain groups of friends, but it's not um, abundant amongst us. And I think that's a lot of a lot of times that's why certain deals are done. People are people do businesses by themselves and they build businesses by themselves because they don't trust nobody or they don't think nobody believed in them and things of that nature. So um, that was one of the things that was going through my head as I was crafting this whole idea or this concept um, over the last couple of days or weeks. I can't remember time moves so far. April has went by very fast, by the way. Gone, done, one day, done. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And like uh, 72 hours, the whole April was just over with. Um, I don't Crazy. Even, I don't even remember, remember what I've done in April. Okay, I do remember because it was Michaela's birthday, so. Oh, you better remember I that, Pam. I can't forget. Right. Yeah. Can't forget that. But, and it's always like that, though, because Dale is right behind her. It's been two weeks on the 11th, so he was a Mother's Day gift. So his birthday always falls around Mother's Day. Okay. I know. So selfish. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so for me, one of the main things that I recognize amongst us, or should I say just amongst black men mostly, we are very touchy and sensitive about using the word love. We can, in certain groups of people, we consider that to be a handicap or a weakness. And in all actuality, there's nothing wrong with saying I love this person or I love um, that person. Once upon a time, I used to tell certain men that I was friends with or still, I still love them. I may not be around them. We may not connect, but I still love these group of guys or that that person, you know, um, I don't have no problem saying it, but it's crazy when you say it to certain men outside of family, because I know I can say it to my family members, love you cuz, and they'll say it back. Like it's like automatic, like they'll say it because they're okay with the word love and loving each other as family. But outside of that, I, I know I have noticed over the years, um, that men have a, a problem with with saying that even as guys like 20 30 year relationships we have this disconnect with just saying yo that's we prefer to fall back on stuff like that's a real nigga or that's my or that's my motherfucking that's the new guy. i love you yeah or that's my guy like that that's my nigga you know what i mean like that is <laughs> oh i love him like it's like that's my brother and I love my fuck with. Oh, I fuck with you the long way. Like you went all the way around that just to say, yo, bro, I love you, man. And and I'd be noticing stuff like that. Like, and when you bring it up to certain guys who think they're so fucking tough, you realize like, yo, you are insecure about saying that shit. Like you don't really know how to say it. You don't really know how to say it. You know, a lot of that has become with upbringing too. Of course. Um, some people may not have had that nurturing type of relationship with their mother. It's not always about the father, it's the mother. Because with boys, men, males, they are typically said to be mama's boys, right? Yeah. They're always chose daddy's girls, mama's boys, right? So a lot of times men never got that okay, you know, from mom to harness that, to harness saying I love you and hugs and deep affection. You know, this is why sometimes you get people that won't show public displays of affection because that was something that was just kept enclosed and that just stuck with them until they became adults. And people go, well, I don't say that out in public. And it's like, who's looking? Who's paying attention to you? Who's watching? That That's a upbringing situation yeah i won't call it an issue i'm not gonna ever call it an issue because you can't change how somebody was brought up um that you can't change they have to want to change their own mentality on how they see and think about things first so i think with that like i i know somebody whose mom never said i love you mm. never gave hugs she wasn't affectionate wow uh, she was a narcissistic parent so she never harnessed that affection, that nurturing spirit with her kids. She did for them. She taught for them. She raised them, but she never loved on them like that. Dad was the one that is very affectionate and nurturing hugs. And I love you, son. And, you know, that says a lot 
because when they meet women, it's like, I don't, I don't say that. I don't know that affection. What yeah. is that? That's foreign. Or when they fall in love with someone. Oh, God, I got to back up. Wait a minute. Hold on. I don't know what that is. What is this feeling? No, yeah. I don't like that. Let me get that's a better not, That's foreign to me. It's not right. You know, let me pause this. Men with that mentality lose out on a lot of good women along the way, but that's a whole other conversation. But it's not. It's I a part of the conversation. Something. I think. I think it's a part of the conversation. I think it's a part of. It. Okay, I, I, I'm with I think it's a part of the conversation. So, let me let me say I I've done that for those who are wondering that that I've I've done it. I just say it like that. I've done that. Um, you've what halted a relationship or halted moving forward? Yeah, because you got scared or it's uncomfortable. It was it was uncomfortable. It was like, what is this feeling? I'm not new to I'm I'm new to this. I don't like it. It's scary and fuck that shit. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate to make it sound like that, but I was one of them guys. But you got to understand a situation when you're coming from a, those type of situations where you don't feel like. The love is when you don't understand what the love is or it was taught to you in a very strange and weird way. You know, uh, you 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 take that, you harness that and you give it back to people the way it was given to you, which is uh, what do they call it? Learn behavior. Right. It's learned behavior. Like yeah. this is how I was yeah. loved. So I'm going to give back the love the same way. Right. Yeah. You find yep. out when you're dealing with people who actually love you. They don't love like that. And I had to, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling the truth of myself. Like, I don't have no problem doing that. So you, I had to figure it out, like, what the, what's wrong with me, man? And then I, I had to sit back and look at my own situation, my upbringing, um, and the way that I was loved, right? Coming from, coming from a situation where my father was only around for a certain amount of time. And my mom, while she did love, she had a very strange way of loving and it wasn't and it's not to shit on my mom or talk down about my mom but it wasn't like one of those methods of love where it was like genuine love like my mother gave me attention when she had the time because she was working right she was trying to raise these kids she was trying to work she was trying to make sure we have food on the table clothes on the back shoes on our feet right that was her job and then you're talking about trying to get her to be a protector or whatever it's supposed to be um, as her job my dad my dad my father nowhere in the picture so her her methods of love were 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 weird um they were abstract i i remember some of the things that she did like for motivation for me my mother told me i don't know how to raise a man i don't know how to raise a boy because i'm not a boy and i'm not a man right I'm not going to get into everything that happened, but what I will say is that the things that I really loved and liked, my mother never told me that I, it was good or or she loved it or anything. She didn't tell me that. She would tell me it's okay, but you could do better, right? She would do things like that. And it's like, it's bitch, I'm over here trying, you know? <laughs> You know, that happened, you know, being a single mom, that's pretty much my setup with Jalen. Yeah. Um, 
my oldest, he's a boy. I had no idea. I don't, I, I still don't. I never knew how to raise a man. I couldn't. I'm not one. You know, I'm not one. Don't know how. Didn't have a male figure in my life. So, again, that was different for me. Um, so, I literally just figured, like, okay, well, I got to play both roles. I have to be tough and I have to be sensitive. I got to be nurturing. I got to stay, keep my foot on his neck, you know, because I don't want to be soft. You know, that was this, that was this mentality. I don't want to be soft because he's raised by just a woman. Yeah. It is all women in the household. My sister, my mother, and me, all women. So I'm like, I don't want to be soft. I don't want to be, you know, and I shouldn't have been, and I was young. So it's, it's, you can't think of it that way, but I get where she was coming from because I had to do the exact same thing. Correct. And so, it's hard. It's yes. not easy for us. It is not. Because and what she did point, with me, what she did with me is she Jedi mind tricked me. Right. right. She, she, ne she never let me know that I was doing something great or good when I loved it. When she saw me sticking mm -hmm. to something and showing that I really liked something she, and she figured that out. She never told me, you know, oh, you're really great at that. Blah, blah, blah. She didn't. She didn't say that. She was like, OK, it's all, it's all right. I think it was. This is back, basketball or boxing. And I was, I, no, it, I think it was boxing. It was a boxing tournament. I, I think it was boxing. And I won. I won the match, beat the guy. I think I beat the guy to shit. Like, he didn't stand a chance. And I'm not bragging, but my man. <laughs> a little bit. It's not even bragging. Like, he was so slow. When I got in the ring and I was fainting at him, his reaction time to my faint was like, a half second or a whole second to what I was doing. I was like, oh, you're going to get hurt. So after the fight was over, she was just like, that was okay. Like you could have done a lot better. I almost killed him. <laughs> and we had this long blown up argument and, and I was, we're, we're going back and forth and I'm yelling at her this, cause I don't, you know me, like I don't yell at, I don't yell at my mom. I have the utmost respect. Mom? Yeah, I have the utmost respect for moms. So I don't really, I don't really get outside of myself, out my body, you know what I mean, to talk to my mom like that. So we're going back and forth. We're in the car, we're going back and forth and we're, we're talking. And I'm like, man, let me out, man. Just let me out. Like this conversation ain't going nowhere. And I told her, like, I'm sick of dealing with this. Like everything I do for you is just not enough like and i'm tired of it i'm tired of dealing with it like it don't matter what i do no matter what i do you don't you don't give me any type of uh adulation i don't know if that's the correct word or, or any type of praise for, just 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 praise for anything that i'm doing you know let me know that i'm um, i'm doing a good job and in that moment like i'm trying to get out the car or was i in the house i can't remember but i i broke like three or four things just trying to get out, get out of her way because I was so upset. And I think she, she noticed that she was just like, Oh, he's, he breaking shit. And he not trying to like, I'm angry. And I think she saw it. And she said, let me tell you something before you, before you go. I was like, just let me out. We was nowhere near the house. I, I ended up jogging. I jogged home. I ran, I ran home. Matter of fact, I didn't even run home. I ran to the park to the, uh, to the park. I think it was either Washington Park or Jesse Owens Park. I ran back to the park. Um, and it was a long ass run, but it, it calmed me down. But what she said in the car was a thing that kind of calmed me down. She said, let me tell you something, boy. 
I am a woman. I do not know how to raise no man. And everything I've done up to this point wasn't to make you feel like I was trying to down you would think that you couldn't do it. It was to make sure that you kept trying to rise up and meet a certain level to please me. It wasn't to make you feel bad. I was like, and I told her at the time, I was like, that's the dumbest stuff in the world. Like, cause you could have broke, you could have broke me at that, at that point in time. Like I needed to know that it was okay. Like what I'm doing is good. And you would never, you, you would just shoot me down. You didn't let me know that it was good. She said, but I, but you didn't give up. You always wanted to know that you were doing a good job. Right. So I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like I went in there, you were rooting for this guy. <laughs> she was rooting. Hey, that's right. You can beat him. Beat that little curly head motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like for anybody that rem- for anybody that don't don't know, besides the bald head now, I used to have this. He had hair once one time. <laughs> yeah, for everybody listening, I used to have like this beautiful curly hair. Um, and I would, you know, I would do whatever with it, you know, because I ain't really care. It was just like this beautiful head of hair but you know i got teased about the hair and i got teased about how i look because of, according to everybody else i was a good looking guy at, you know growing up as a kid i didn't i didn't pay no attention to it because i never cared right and, and you know me personally so you know i don't i don't be going around i do i will say you know i'm i'm a nice looking guy but I, that's not one of the things that i pride myself on i pride myself more on, on hustle and, and 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 being driven and uh, being able to have a work ethic and stuff like that and being smart. So we arguing and she, I was like, you rooted for this guy. Like I went in there and I damn it tried to kill him because of you. And she was like, the whole point of me doing things like that was to teach you to keep going, to be better. Like it's never going to be enough. Nothing is never enough. You can always do better. Yeah. You can always do better. And she said, while I appreciate you trying to win my appreciation and acceptance, I need you to know more that you could do it, that you could always go the step further. It wasn't to break you or make you feel like you couldn't do it. It was to push you to do more and push you to do to do better than what you had already done. That's what she did. For, for, I'm not saying to any mothers or single mothers or whoever it is, I'm not telling you to do that because you don't know what's in your kid and you don't you don't know what how your kid is going to respond. But my you mother, have to know your child, period. Yeah, yes. But my mother, she knew that I was an angry, out of my mind kid, and she knew I was out here trying to do something that I love, but at the same time, trying to get her to accept me and give me appreciation, warmth, love, and all that other stuff. Uh, that comes with it. Um, she was the same way with me and art, you know? Oh, that was nice. Oh, that looks good. But it was so bland when she would say it. I was just like, God damn, everything I do is potatoes. You know what I mean? Like anybody can eat potatoes. Like you grab a potato, you can make mashed potatoes, French fries, potato chips. Like you can do anything with a p- fucking potato. I need like, you to be excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, you know, no, like, <laughs> this is an omelet or this is something different that I'm doing, but she, she didn't do that. Now, on the flip side, my mother did the same thing with me and my sister. Okay. So it's not just woman to male. Okay. It's also, it also could be female to female. My mother's a military woman. Mm. So 
retired twice, they had a shit together, retired from the military, they retired from the post office as an accountant. So my mother had her ducks in a row. She was very, very stable. She didn't need for a man, but she wanted one. So in our upbringing, we encountered the same thing. My mother was very strict. So we learned a lot of stuff from our friends, from reading, researching, and just figuring it out. Yeah. And so she was the same way. My mom would tell us, good job. I'm proud of you. Keep going. But it wasn't the parade. There was no ticker tape parade. There was no... Like, oh, my God, we got to celebrate. Let me call and tell all the girls that you, you know. No. She only called the girls to tell them when we did fucked up stuff, which wasn't very few and far between. We weren't bad kids. So that was, like, the excitement for her. The excitement was being able to call her friends and tell them, let me tell you what she did. No, the excitement should have been that guy straight A's on every board card that you paid me for. You know, that was that was how she showed us. Her excitement. Oh, you know what? We'll do it this way. $10 for every A. No, $15 for every A. $10 for every B. Mm. I was like, so I started to think, I started to equate the love, acceptance, and excitement with money. Right? Right. Right. So that's not good. (laughs) You know, I had to change that. A growing you know, then when she got married, that flipped, everything flipped upside down. Our entire existence flipped upside down because this man wasn't stable. This man didn't have his shit together. This was a leech that she had met. And he totally opened our eyes to everything that we probably shouldn't have seen and learned about. So now we saw love from a different angle. Now we saw settling. Mm. By settling, do you settle because you want something that bad? You know, and again, no disrespect to our parents or anything, but this is just life. This is just what it is. What it is. Um, now growing up and being forty or almost forty, I see that she had fell into acceptance. So for me, love changed. Because now I'm like, I don't want that. That's not something I want. The last thing I'm going to do is settle. So that puts me in a category of being single longer, refusing to settle. Yeah. Because I don't want to see that aspect of it. I don't want that. That's not something I desire. So it's all, it's, it, it all has to do with upbringing. Things that you see and experience, whether it's being a child or even some people don't go through things until they're an adult. True. And it totally reshapes them as an adult. Some True. men don't like love because they've been hurt. Some women don't like love anymore because they've been hurt. Yeah. So where things were all roses and sunshine growing up, and then they get older and find out it's some really fucked up people out here. <laughs> and now you're experiencing all these things. You're like, mm, I don't want to no, go through that. I don't no like it. So let me say this, <laughs> like um, because this isn't about bashing any group of people. No, no, no. So it's all about love in the different ways that it's it's out there. It. The way we deal with it. Another, another. My first real girlfriend taught me how to love. She was instrumental in being a part of that. 
And the closer we got, the more we, we vibed together and the more I felt like she was a person I could really be around, the more I started to notice she, it wasn't surface shit with her no more. Like she was letting me in. Right. And the more she let me in, the more I kind of like let my guard down. Like I would let my guard down more and more and more. And over the years that we were together, like it was, hey, I would like for you to do this. Is there anything that you mm-hmm. would like for me to do? So there's these things that are going up and I was like, well, OK, well, I, I don't know what this is, you know, and then I, I'm telling her about my upbringing and she's telling me about her upbringing. Then I'm around her family, but she's not around mine. So that was one of the things for her. She was just like, well, I don't I, how, how come I don't. I don't meet your family. I was like, I'm, I'm not comfortable with you meeting them yet, you know? But that was just more of a thing for me and another issue to the side. She knew about, I told her what was going on, but she knew what that was. But I swear to God, like that woman, she had so much love for me. Like that's how I knew she was in love with me because she didn't care. Like she stayed, she was always around and she was always teaching me like different things about not just her, but how to better myself and better just take a better appreciate life and better look at life. And she was very, she was very not, I wouldn't say adamant, but she, she did like, I don't know if maybe she was doing Jedi mind tricks at the same time too, but she made sure that she got me to open up and give her what she was looking for. You know what I mean? And it it worked and it worked. She's a very crafty, cunning woman. Um, God bless her. Uh, but I'm glad I met her because if I hadn't met her, I probably been even, I probably probably would have been worse. No, you know what? Let's not even say probably. Like you, you know, you know me enough. I think I would have been. I think I would have been a dirtbag. Right? Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. No. You don't think? Yes. No. I think I would have been a dirtbag. Yeah. 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 That's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I would have I think I've been I would have been a dirtbag because without her showing me how to treat not just a woman but women in general, like when I really, really, really care for them or when I really love them, it changes it changed my perspective on how I perceive certain people and how I deal with them in general. And when I did I don't recall having a lot of that in the household, mainly because like I said, my mom was working and blah 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 whatever so um the things that she would do was so different unique but significant in my life that it made me say oh if this person gives me this much of themselves you know i need to in turn i need to give them back a portion of of life and 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 show them appreciation as well and i don't think and i'm being honest man without her showing me that I'd have probably been a dirt bag. Like I, I, I'm an asshole. Like that's not. I was about to say. I was gonna say that, but I'll let you. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that to 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 make it sound like it's cool, but like I can be an asshole. Like with, you know, whatever. I am, but I think had I not had that six or seven years or whatever it was to learn that and be with a person. And understand like the needs of another person, being able to sacrifice time 
or or whatever it was, money or whatever it was, to be with a person, to be involved, to be into intimacy, right? Intimacy is a big thing on all levels. And I think that's one of the things that we neglect or we don't learn correctly when we're dealing with people. And I I had to learn intimacy with her, different levels of intimacy, intimacy with her. It wouldn't just be, hey, everything is cool and we good. Like it could be something as simple as, and maybe maybe this is a giveaway, but maybe it should be. Um, being in the bed with her and sitting in the bed with the lights off, maybe a candle lit sometime, two, a couple candles lit. You know, I love candles. Um, right. And talking to, to each other and giving positive affirmation. This was something that we did with each other. And through positive affirmation, we will also talk about other things that may have been bothering us things that we may have been dealing with or whatever it was. And we would be, we would be in bed. I would either be between her land, between her legs, or she would be laying between mine. And we would be just talking to each other, just being intimate. But so it's different levels of intimacy. When people hear intimate, they kind of think that it's just uh, kissing and, and, and rubbing and touching. That's going to lead to sex, right? Foreplay that's going to you know get you to bada bing, bada bang. And it's far, <laughs> yeah, but it's far beyond that. And, that was way one of the, far beyond. Yeah, and that was one of the things that was key for me because she was basically teaching me like, okay, I, I know where you come from. Like, I know what's wrong. But she was like, I, I love you too much to just like not fuck with you, but I need you to like kind of catch on to some of this stuff. But we had gotten so deep within our friendship and relationship that, you know, these were things that I graduated to. And it kind of opened me up, opened me up to like, like, wow, this shit is deeper than what I thought it was because there was no intimacy level. My mom was working. Hey, I, hey, son. Hey, mom. She would cook. Oh, mom, the, mo- the, the food was good. You know, uh, I bought a movie. We went to Blockbuster, you know, stuff like that. And we had movie night or whatever it was. But it wasn't like levels where we would talk about what we wanted or things that I had going on or how I really felt. You know, those like feelings, emotions, like those things were like kept out of it, out of it. And with her, I was able to do that. Like I was able to discuss those things with her. And because I was able to do that, it broke down barriers for 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 me with her specifically. So uh yeah, man, I just think there's so many different levels to to having love and being able to trust someone with it that it, it can be scary, but I do know that she she was something significant for me to teach me how to love. Um, absolutely. Like, I, I, um, that's just one of those things that you, uh, you, uh, you wish that you could get back, but you can't. But you know that the payoff was so great that you, you're very, I'm very I'm just appreciative of it. Even if it don't come again, like I'm so fucking appreciative of being able to do that. And I don't look for what I had, excuse me, in another person, but those are things that I go, yo, that was so dope that, you know, like I understand what she was doing. You know what I mean? So, and especially she was doing it with my fucking crazy weird ass at the time. Cause I was young. You got to remember like, I was, I was young. (laughs) You were you were a kid. You were still mm-hmm. a kid, technically. Mm-hmm. You weren't what you were. Mentally, you were, but you weren't age-wise. 
Um, but they say men don't mature as fast as women because I was on the opposite side. I, I've always been a loving person. My mom did show us love. She did hug us and all that good stuff. But she was also very critical and strict. But I still had that foundation of the loving side, you know, and things that I didn't want. I think it switched for me when she did get married. Switching over into what I didn't want, I became the opposite of that. So I became the overly trusting, loving, and caring individual. And I still am. Love hard. I wear it in my hand. It'd be like right there, right? <laughs> take it. I'm giving it to you, damn it, you know. And then when people take it and squeeze it and crush it and play with it and, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. I, what? I thought this is what people wanted. You want me to be an asshole. You want me to be the opposite. Well, I don't like that feeling, so I don't want to be that way. But I had to learn, you know, be you. Be you regardless of how anybody else treat you or what they do because the person that is meant to take that and do what they're supposed to do with it will now we're talking we're almost 40 now so of course there have been rides and lessons and lessons upon lessons upon lessons upon play but what I started to do was change who I'm around so if I want something I keep that group of people around me. If I want to be married and I want to be in a happy, you know, healthy relationship, I keep a lot of friends that are married around me, that are in long-term relationships around me. But they can't just be in long-term relationships. You got to be happy. You got to be healthy. Because I don't want your drama. <laughs> I don't want that. Perfect? No. No, nothing is perfect, Right. But learning how to communicate and deal with one another, learning how to listen effectively, we get that part messed up. Not to listen to be right. Not to hear them just to be right. Not, not to do it just like, well, I said, you know, I told you, I, you know, how to listen effectively, take in what the person is telling you and how to apply it to your situation. Listen learning, and actually comprehend. Learning people. Comprehension. Yeah. You know, I had to tell um, my future that, like, it's not about being right. When we talk, it's, it's not about being right. There is no right or wrong. It's just listening to each other to decide how can we Take what was said and mold it to our situation. And if you don't want to, then that means that that's just not somebody that you should be with. Yeah. If you decide, I don't want to do this, <clears throat> then don't be with that person. Because otherwise, you're just wasting time. Yeah. You can get sex from anywhere. Sex is a dime of dust. It's out here in droves. There's people walking around outside that open their legs with just a flick of their wrist. And we will not, let me say that, we will not just accept anybody. Because I don't want nobody thinking that's what we be out here doing, especially me. No, there's a certain you don't want to just accept anybody. No, quality over quantity. I know there are a lot of men out there and women that will just accept anything, but quality over quantity. 
So now he told me this. He said, I don't know how to love. I've never been in love. I don't know what that looks like. Wow. I've never gotten that before. I have. I have. How do you? So I started thinking, well, okay. Well, what is it? What would that mean? What does it look like for you? Right? You don't know because you've never been in it. Well, how do you know when it comes around? So I always try to, and not preach or teach, but I always try to inform, like, to me, love is an action. It's a verb. It's an action. It's in the things that you do. Because people can say any and everything. You can say whatever comes to your mind. Yeah. It don't mean that you mean it. You just want to say it because you've heard it before. You just regurgitating things that you've heard before with no meaning or feeling behind it. Some people get by life with that. If it works for you, I guess, okay, fine. But it's not going to work long term when you really, really, really find someone that you are spiritually, emotionally, and physically connected to. Love is deep. It's communication. It's comprehension. It's trust understanding um i would like to add i would like to add that to me and this is just me keep your thought all right keep your thought right to me love is also a verb it's not just based on a word but it's based on the action of the word i love you means that there are some things that i am willing to do sacrifice take on because i am willing to go through suffer whatever it is for this person because I do love them. It's just not a word. Like it's not just not a noun to me. It's a, it's a verb. And, and there are certain things that come with it. It's just like respect, trust, and loyalty. All those, all those things. If if love is involved in it, I think all those things kind of uh go together. So absolutely. You can go respect, ahead. I was gonna mention respect. Respect definitely. Without respect and trust, what is it? You know, what? what is there? Um, when you lose respect, that's everything. You've lost everything because that means you no longer care. And if you don't care, you can't love. How How does that? I love you, but I don't care. That, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I love my kids, but I don't care about them. Huh? That how does work. that even... How, how does it work, right? So... Now it's like, okay, (laughs) well, since you are the loving individual, you are the nurturing individual, I fall into that all the time. No matter what, that's just who I am. I am the nurturer. I am the motivator. I am the loving, caring, all that. You know, I will lift you up. I will motivate you to be a better you all the time. I will share what I've learned with you, it's always up to the other person, though, if they want to accept to take it, listen, and learn from it, though. Because I can give and say and do all I want, but if they're not open to accepting it, it ain't going to matter anyway. Yeah. So you got to know who you're dealing with. Are they open to love? That was a question. Are you open to love, though? Yeah. Are you open to learning what it is? Are you open to 
figuring out for you what that means. Because it means different things for everybody. It's, I, I, I can't just say it's the same. It's different. And Some think- people, he might take love to be as simple as me learning and implementing a love language of his. She loves me because she's speaking words of affirmation to me. You know, other people may think that it's more, what, concrete? Like, because you do these things, that must mean you love me. Because you buy me things or because you around me all the time. You call me all day or text me or little things. Stuff like that could be disillusioned, though, right? I. Uh, it can. It can. I know a young lady. I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say it. Don't. Yeah, not not just the name because you know, yeah, but uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna <laughs> say what happened, but I will say this: I know a young lady, huh? Nah, I'm just laughing. Oh, okay, all right. So, I know a young lady who specifically doesn't think that a man doesn't love her unless he is physically doing her some type of harm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For some reason, she thinks that a man is not actually involved with her and doesn't give her full support if he isn't doing some type of physical harm to her. Uh, again, I'm not going to say the person's name or any anything that got me to that realization. But upon finding that out, I was like, yo, I resigned right away. We good have a good night. I hope you get home safe. Um, and that was, that was all I had for that situation. Cause it was just like doing a conversation. I'm talking to you and she's pushing for me to do something to it. And you know me, like I'm, I'm laid back. Like I don't, yeah. What? Yeah. I'm slicker than a can of oil sliding across ice. Like I'm not, I'm chill. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking, you know, and she was pushing. You don't like drama. For what though? Like, why do we? Why do we need to get to the point where there is drama? Like, as adults, as a grown man who knows how to talk to people, and knows how to delegate or speak logically, and so you know, my model for years has been facts over feelings, logic over emotions. Right. Right. You, you know that. So why? Why do we need to argue and get to the point where I have to put my hands on you? So I've been in no, that role before. Right, right. But what I'll I'm saying ahead. is, so your example of love, whoever taught that to you, or however you perceive love to be, is an illusion. And it's wrong, it's negative, it's, it's volatile, and it's a hindrance. This yeah. is a woman who would prefer me to choke her out or knock her teeth out to show her that I love her. And I'm only saying that to say that that's how far this conversation kind of went. Not that I did it for, I don't want nobody thinking that that's what happened, but the conversation happened to me asking, yo, what's wrong with you? Why are you getting so upset with the police riding by? Right? I stay in a nice neighborhood, you know, blah, blah, blah. Police are riding by, they see us in the car. I don't even know, I'm probably saying too much, but it happened. (laughs) 
I'm saying I think I'm saying too much. So yeah, bang bang. I'm gonna leave it at that. And she prefers negativity. She prefers uh, physical altercation to be shown as love. And it's like your comprehension of love is very twisted and is diluted and is gonna get you killed, hurt, or something else. And it's and to me, I feel like that's that's shameful at the same time. But maybe that's just what that person has been through. And it's, you know, the, like the things that she's encountered got her to that point. And to me, I'm, I've never been that type of guy to put my hands on, not like that, like, you know, chains and things <laughs> that are different, but. Stop it. <laughs> they, I've been down that road. Mental and physical abuse go hand in hand. There, it, it's not like one is worse than the other. Because people can shape your mind and change your entire way of thinking with mental abuse. And it could have gone back even further. Maybe she was the product of domestic violence in her household growing up. So she saw that mom still stayed, dad still whooped the ass. So maybe that's what love is. Maybe she stayed because she loved him or because he loves her. That's what it means. So as she goes up, grows up, she's finding the same exact man because that's what she saw. For me, it was different. My mother, my stepfather hit my mother once and skipped town for years. We're talking over 15 to 16, 18 years, okay? And... We'll actually go on another limb and say, yeah, about yeah, 15 to 17 years. We never saw him again, like not at not except for funerals. And with that, I never thought that was okay. Even as a kid, I knew that was not okay. Now, fast forward, as an adult, I met someone who now inflicted mental abuse. I knew the physical abuse was wrong, but mental abuse, okay? And that's deeper because you got into my train of thought where I felt like nobody else would want me. Why would anyone in this world, aside from you, want to deal with me? Mm -hmm. I'm ugly. I have stretch marks. I, you know, I look different, you know? Why? You know, and don't get me wrong, I was at the top making money and all these other things. I'm smart, like not seeing any of those things. But I started to equate that with like, well, this is different. It's, is this what love is? I don't know. But going through that and feeling all those emotions and different things, it came to be physical. So that pattern, it had to stop. Sometimes you you have to be you have to be done mentally and personally to change any and everything that you're going through. For one, you have to be in a position where you say, "I'm done. I don't want that." That is the only time that you will change it. Hopefully, it's not too late. For some women, it ends up being too late. <clears throat> but that idealism, like what she has, that hit home. I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I know better. I knew after a while, 
I'm like, wait a minute, no, this ain't, mm-mm, mm-mm. You got too much going for you. This is not okay. None of this is okay. And being a mom, my son is seeing this. My daughter's too little, but my son is seeing this. Oh, my God. What is he going to do? And I vowed, I said, you know what? No, that's it. This is done. Because I refuse to let him grow up and think that this is okay to ever put his hands on a woman or ever make her feel like she's not worthy to get what he wants. And now he's a sap, okay? I can honestly say my son is a sap. My son is Romeo himself, okay? He will you the moon and the stars and the sky above and he'll wait on your hand and foot. Cut that shit out, Jalen. And I'm honestly okay with that. I'm okay with that, though. Cut that shit out, Jalen. <laughs> but I'd rather him do that than be on that flip side and think that it's okay to demean or downgrade or mistreat a woman for any reason at all. I'm not saying do that. Any but, reason. Uh, you know, be careful. Because, you know... <laughs> You have to be yeah, careful with the Romeo package. Yeah, you will yeah, get taken advantage of. Uh, and but he has to learn that lesson. But I still tell him all the time, no matter who hurts you, you don't ever change being you because the right person will accept you exactly as you are. And that's all that matters. Everybody else is lessons along the way. These are lessons that you have to learn. So just take it and be thankful that you were able to experience it and learn from it. And move on. Correct. Makes sense. Correct. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. But we do have, uh, we also have those who at, who are scarred, right? And they become the hurt people that will hurt people, right? Get help. Get healing. Get but they healing. don't. They don't. They don't. They don't, They're not gonna do that. A lot of them. Well, I'm not gonna say a lot of them. There are those who will not do that. Hurt people will hurt people. And in those situations, they aren't necessarily going to look out for help. They're going to treat everyone else the same way that they got hurt. They're not going to heal. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue mm-hmm. to cut. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what that's all they will. That's all they'll know. You know, and then they'll dirty the water for everybody else. You know what I mean? They'll turn they'll turn a lake into a swamp or a river into a, to a swamp because They've been yeah. hurt. They've been they've been torn apart, left for dead, or whatever it may be, and they don't feel yep. like <clears throat> they can ever move on or do better. And you actually can. It's just about what I call, you know, applying information. Now that you know that this shit hurt, you don't let it happen no more. Like you, you now. But I guess for everybody else, it's just different. I guess the mindset is just different. It's different. Um. It's different. Yeah. I had to come to a point of the current uh, person I'm dealing with, it took me almost self-sabotaging it to realize that, yeah, I do need to speak to someone. Don't get me wrong. I think it's always, I think it's healthy, period. For anybody to see a therapist, please tell me when we say this. Black people, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. To anybody that's listening, to anyone that is listening, especially black people especially the people who call themselves indigenous or whatever you want to call yourself. It is okay for you to go and get some help to see a shrink, a psychiatrist, whatever they call it. 
it is perfectly fine for you to have someone to talk to. And if it's not professionally, talk to a pastor, a counselor, whoever it may be that you can go to and vent because we keep acting like it's not okay. And it is, it's okay to get okay. some of this shit off of your chest and not have this yes. big burden on you. It's okay to let it off. Like you, you gotta get rid of it that is. stuff because you're holding it in and it becomes a hindrance for you to do better and to grow because yep. you're holding on to yep. this, this baggage that you don't really need. And Erica Badu made yep. the song about it. If I don't know what people Bag call lady. it. Yeah. Bag lady. People, they didn't listen to the lyric. If you didn't catch you you gonna hurt the your back. In yep. all them bags like that, <laughs> you can't care. You you can't hurry up, cause you got too much stuff. And that's not just yep. that's men too. It's everybody. Everyone, everyone it's every, it applies to any and everybody. All inclusive. Um, we do when that, they see you coming, niggas take off running. It's true. It's true. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's a it's song. so true. So pack light, motherfuckers. She said in the song, so pack light. But you know what? It's, it comes to a point where people have to recognize when they need the healing, when they need it. You know, we take it as a bad thing when we mention the psychiatrist to people. Um, or some or someone mentions it to us, and we carry a lot. We carry a lot as single parents, as individuals, as black people, brown brown people, indigenous, whatever you want to call it. We carry a lot of stuff, and the majority of that stuff we don't even need to carry. We've taken it on like this is a badge of honor that I'm carrying all this stuff, and it's like, but no, you don't have to. But, you but, chose to. Right. You chose to, but the other part is some of the shit we didn't even ask for. Like we just got to carry. Right. Like, like I gotta be a nigga. I can't even I can't get a job. I can't I can't be smart. I don't want to carry that. That's I don't not carry who that. I like look. People will do and you it all comes a self-awareness. It's self-awareness. Um, I had to have something happen and do something for me to be self-aware or even aware that, okay, you might need to go talk to somebody. Um, you got to fix this part of you. I think everything else is fine, but there's this section and you want to get to the next level, but you need to really tune out and fix this section or tune up. And so the self-awareness part, can we take the criticism without taking it personally? We can give it. We can give it all day long. You know, we know how to read somebody. But when someone reads you, can you take that? Can you take what you give? That all goes hand in hand. That's love. That's love language in itself. Accountability. You know, a lot of us don't want to take accountability for our actions or, or words, things that we say, do, it's always someone else's fault. Oh, I didn't do this because you did this. Or I did this because you did this. And it's like, no, you made a conscious decision to do it regardless. Um, 
we have to start taking accountability just as black and brown people and just people in general, humans. We have to take accountability for our own actions. Love is a, it is an action. It is a verb. And taking accountability for one's actions is love. I love everybody. I walk around and say, I love you. If I mess with you like that, I love you. And even if I don't know you, I love you, but I don't even know you. But I love you. I operate in love so it can come back. If I want love, I have to give it. Gotta give I can't it. sit here and say, it's going to come to me. I'm just going to, it's, it's just going to happen. Uh-huh. It's going to fall in my lap. And here he is. No. No, it don't. I it doesn't. To love my brand. It doesn't. I gotta put it, it out. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And the law of alchemy is you can't get something from nothing. You have to. Something has to be applied. Yes. If you've never been in love, have you given love? Yeah, that's a. You know, it's it's a work. I it's it's a scary thing for certain certain people, and I, I understand it. You know. But uh, if it's something that you really want, if you really want someone to love you and if you want someone to be accepting of you, here's some of the things that I think need to happen as well. <clears throat> you have to you have to already have your own happiness, right? Uh-huh. You can't go into a relationship looking for a motherfucker to make you happy. Fact. That's not how it works. Fact. You have to have some happiness on the inside for yourself. In order for you to be happy, in order for you to make somebody happy, you have to already have happiness. Because if you go into a relationship looking for someone to make you happy, it's going to be a failure. Because what happens the day that they can't make you happy? You're, you're stressed out, strung out, depressed. Yeah. You feel as you, you're blaming yourself. Yeah, you have to have things already there that do make you happy things that already make you feel good about just about yourself things that already motivate you and inspire you this person is the addition the the level up and then you guys grow and become companions and friends and relationship partners from there but that's something that you have to be willing to do like you have to have your own happiness like if you don't have your own happiness then what are you doing what are you doing because you're You're robbing yourself Yeah, you're robbing yourself yeah. and you're robbing the other person of their time and their energy. You know what I mean? Sucking it. Yeah. Those energy suckers. Yeah. Oh, it's so many. Oh, <laughs> so many. You got to work on you. You got to be open yeah. working on you. That's yeah. the thing. You have to be open. Like I said, accountability. You have to be open and willing to work on yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you can't build or grow or have a meaningful relationship or marriage or whatever but you got to start somewhere you got to start with you at some point can you do both yeah that's a that's grow you want someone that you can grow with you i don't like my whole thing was i never wanted somebody that was already together completely perfect or whatever because i know i'm not and I want some of we can grow together. That way, when we get to that peak, when we get to that point, we appreciate it more because we know it. We we sacrifice. We yeah, put you work, work for it. Yeah, into getting you work for it, and it's easier. We didn't just walk up. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's easier for a person who is already at the peak for them to look at you and go, "Yo, I don't really need. I don't need you." Like. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm already here. Like I'm pulling you up. 
And in certain situations, it it there are those who would do work for it. Like if you find that type of person that does that does that's able to do that, like it does work for certain people. But um, when you got a, when you got a partner that you can thug it out with, and and you you've made the sacrifices and you've done all these different things to make sure that everything comes together and works for the greater good of the relationship, the partnership, the business, and everything else that comes with it. Then it's even more. Um, Fulfilling. Yeah, it's, it's fulfilling. You know, there's more elation yes. and joy that that's brought to that, um, because you understand the sacrifice, you know the sacrifice, and and the dignity and integrity of that can't be compromised at that point, right? Yep. And you've learned how to deal with that person. You know how they handle and deal with situations. So if anything happens along the way, you know that person ain't going to get up and just bolt at the first sign of trouble. You know that person is not going to just have options lined up behind your back just in case you mess up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people was like, oh, damn, bitch, you got me with that one. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, let me, let me, let me say this. There's no backup. How do you have backup? How do you prepare for the worst to happen but you expect the best? But let me say this. I'm only raising my hand because I'm not, I'm not raising it because I get involved and then I wait on the backup plan. I'm just saying there's our, I'm already waiting for it to mess up before we even get started. So, so how is it going to go anywhere? But that's just me. How do you speak life and death into a situation but expect life to exist? So I'm only telling on myself because I know what I do, <laughs> all right? But so let me say this too. When I do get serious, it's often not uh, accepted the same way, right? So it's kind of like I'm I'm used to those type of situations where we, if we do get serious, they aren't as, as serious as I thought they would be, right? Um, and gotcha. yeah, and I'm always prepared to like, I'm the, I'm driving a plane or whatever. I'm always ready to eject, nigga, eject, poosh. You know, I'm always ready to just eject because I'm expecting it now, to, to go wrong. So what you did was you attracted someone who wasn't ready. Because yeah, a few you times. are always prepared to eject. If you stop preparing to eject and just enjoy the flight. Yeah. Maybe you will attract someone who Maybe. is ready and willing Maybe. to fly on the flight. Yeah, they can fly the plane. <laughs> they can fly the plane a damn show. Yes. Yeah. You know, they can be your co-pilot versus But you know what? We, we, we're creatures of, of, of habit as well, right? So mm-hmm. It's to the point where you're flying the plane and you get up and I'm going to go in the back and check out the check out the passengers. You know, hey, you want to come up here and check out the plane? You want to fly the plane? So it's been a while for me, and I've been like that. So, you know, I don't necessarily be looking. And I'm only, I'm only saying that because I don't really be looking for anybody, any one particular person. I'd be looking to just have fun. It's not that I'd be out here in relationships and then I'd be, you know, bouncing out of them or whatever. But but that's where you are right now, and that's okay. Yeah, for right now, like I'm a single man who does what the fuck I do because I don't have no ties to no fucking body. Uh, I can do what the fuck I want because that's my life. It's my fucking life, and I can do what I want. Um, I don't have to answer that no motherfucking body but my mama uh, and my family. Like those are the only people I have to answer to. Um, 
and and, and, oh, and, I'm, and I'm fine. Yeah, but eventually, if a person is uh, worthy of that, then I'll have to, I, I I do know that I'll have to slow down. And for people that are like, oh, he out here just doing what he, you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's okay. So, so that's a choice. So that's okay. So who's to judge it? That's okay. You can judge. You can judge all you want with the people you come across. Yeah. Oh, and I know. As long as you are honest and you give them a choice on whether or not they're okay with that, then that's fine. No, you know me. There are women out here that okay with being casual. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of women out here okay with being casual. Salute to y'all. But then there's women that are not, that want more. And if you don't tell them that, if you're not honest with them about that, that creates the problem. That creates a loss or lack of love. It turns people away from it because you're not honest. Don't take someone's choice because you're selfish. Don't be selfish. I'm not being selfish. Be I'm, selfish. I'm, I'm, I'm usually honest about what's going on, but I'm just saying like, not so people, so people, like yeah. So people have an understanding, like I'm, you know, I'm free to do me and do me a million times over. So, um, and if I want to do me and I just want to enjoy you when I enjoy you, that's what it's going to be. Two tears in the bucket, bucket, take it to the stage. Hey man, that's just what that's it is. That's what it is. But you is. have to be honest with each other. That's what we, we, we get out of that part. That's the part that really, I feel, that's the divider. We're not honest. Everybody says they're honest until it's time to be honest. Yeah. But here's, here's the other thing. So many people want to be players, and they want to play this game, and they want to be a part of the game. You and know? what game? What are you playing? What's yourself? What you playing? Mm-hmm. What are you playing? Because if the other person isn't aware that you're playing a game, you're really playing with yourself. Right? If we're not honest, you're just playing yourself. Because they don't even know. They're reacting and moving off of something that is a lie. Because you weren't honest. You took their choice. Don't take the choice. That's If we got out of that and we were more honest and open with our feelings and what we want, and where we are individually and as a unit, I think that would change. I think it would change. It would change the marriage to divorce ratio. I think it would change all of those things. But what we also have to do, women have this thing where we like to change motherfucker. What we think we can change motherfucker, you know, with our coochie or or our coochie or our coochie. I don't understand that part, but okay. We feel like we're going to change it. We're that one. We are the one that's going to whip it on him, and he's going to marry us. Baby, it ain't got nothing to do with your vagina. We vagina are a dime a dozen, too. Mm-hmm. You cannot change anybody, man or woman, unless they want to actually change. When they decide to change is when they will change. And nothing you will do is going to influence that. That's a fact. Because they don't want to. That's a fact. I'm that one. I'm it. Well, if they don't see it that way, you are not. Yeah, you may be it. You may be 
you may be the one, but two, three, four, and five may feel differently about the that situation. So the same. You know, I only know one person, and I dealt with him in my younger years, and he always left me in awe because he was upfront and honest. We were friends, right? We built, we had this casual situation and we developed this friendship from that. And he told me about everybody. I knew about everybody, Mm. everything and everybody never kept anything from me, but they didn't know about each other. Right. I'm like, why are you telling me all this stuff? They don't know nothing. Nobody will, they will never know. He said, I don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing because it brings drama. I'm like, but I know what the left hand and the right hand do. What's that? He's like, yeah, but you're different. You're different. You aren't like them. Mm -mm. He was like, you're different. I can talk to you and you're understanding and you're listening and you give honest feedback and opinions and information. He was like, "Mm, they ain't built that way. You know, if I told one about the other, it's going to be drama. You know, they they, ain't. I used to be like, what? That goes, okay, so that that goes to another topic of ladies being, you know, the buddy, the friend. Oh! That brings us to another one with love. Can you have friends of the opposite sex? So wait, oh shit! So that that, so you now you're dropping bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Nuclear. So you are my friend, right? We know this. We know this. You're my friend, but I think it depends on the actual woman that you're dating, because amongst men 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 don't if we're being honest men don't mind being friends with no woman we don't but the whole point of being friends for certain men is to make sure that we're close enough that if you ever open a door or a window to let us come through we're gonna come through we're gonna come through you know what i mean like me i value Chris, I value your friendship. So I'm not looking for the moment where the window or the door is really open. I'm not, I'm not searching for that. I'm not looking for that. And to my other homegirls, they know that. But I feel like when you're in a relationship to a certain level, you may have to cut that back because you, you're, you don't want your wife or your girlfriend feeling like, yo, hey, I'm going to hang out with my homegirls. And she like, no, nigga, like, I know what men do. And I get that, but for me, like, I, I, I do have to say it, like, my homegirls, it kind of like a package deal, man. Like, if you fucking with me, like, these are people that can tell you more about me than maybe I can. You understand Back. what I'm saying? Like, Back. If, you, if you don't want me hanging around this person or being around or go, doing bowling night one night or doing movie night, or game night at their house and you don't want to go, 
yo, we not we we ain't gonna, we can't fuck with each other then. Now this is a sin because on one side, why they say women don't think that way? There are women that do. Absolutely. Now for me, my friends are my friends. Yeah. If I say you're my friend, if I say you're bro and I love you, that's where it is. It's not going anywhere else. I am no longer attracted at all to you. I'm not looking at you in that manner because I have positioned you in this box. And this is the box that you're going to stay in. But I get that people, and see, that's that thing about honesty. There are people that will play the role. I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be your friend for as long as I can. Because I'm just waiting for that moment that I get to jump on you. And then you're mine. You know, and I'm not. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, to it me, is. I get tired thinking about that. Yeah. I had somebody do that to me. I was dating this guy. And we connected strong. And then there's this girl who pops up. And he's like, yeah, this is my friend. But she coming over to play the video game. And she, and I'm like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is platonic on both sides. I, I think she wants you. Please understand I'm a woman before anything else. And women know what other women up to. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Uh, I think she wants you. Because she was telling, you know, she's trying to play that role. Telling him about me and giving her opinion about me. And she don't know me from Adam. And everything she's saying is totally wrong and whack as fuck. And I'm like, but you know me. You know that's not my personality. What are we talking about? Come to find out, we stopped dealing with each other because I was like, yeah, I'm not. That's one thing I'm not going to do is be in competition with somebody else who also wants you. I don't need to be. I am who I am regardless. And if that's not enough for you, then I ain't for you, honey. I don't know what to do. So months later down the road, he ended up reaching out and we talked for a bit. It came out. She had feelings for him. She's been wanting him forever. And she wanted more and all this. And I was just sitting back looking at him like, you don't say. Huh. Hmm. So I think it goes on both sides. Men and women, we could do some strange things when we want what we want, period. Yeah. We'll do strange things. But what we think is probably love, but typically it's not as what lust is. Yeah, lust and love commonly get confused. Yeah, we can be in so many lustful situations and swear it's love, and like, I'm tired of being hurt. Love ain't did nothing but hurt me. Love didn't hurt you. Lust did. You just didn't know how to discern between the two. Yeah, or, or, or the, you may have had love for that person, but they didn't have that type of love for you. Like, they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't accepting, or they weren't willing to engage with you on that level. So, uh, you have to remove yourself from those, those type of situations. You know? I think somebody asked me that. Why are you single? I said, well, love hasn't come to my door. Lust has. Lust is always there. Lust be a mundo like, what's happening, bro? Hey, how you doing? Just drop by. Oh, 
today. Yeah, Lush be you texting me. Point, well, I'm I'm at that point. I can't say everybody's at that point. And it's not an age thing. It's a mental thing. I'm at that point that I no longer desire the lustful situation. I no longer desire casual situationships. That's just not where I am anymore. I want more than that. And it's not that I'm not happy myself, because I am. Um, everything has been going wonderful. But I feel like there's a part of me that wants this. I want my partner. I want my soulmate. I want that one individual that I can share in all of these joys and growth with. Somebody I can rely on and 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 brag about this awesome stuff too and you know we just share about it and build and grow together you know the dynamic duo as people put it or whatever i don't want that anymore so it's like how do you decide between the two what's who's, who's in it for so, so is that who's what a soulmate is that what a soulmate is for you the things you mm-hmm. just made the person who completes, not completes me because I'm complete myself. I won't say that. The person who compliments me. The person who understands me to the point where they may know me better than I know myself. But they are willing to deal with everything I am. I'm difficult. I am difficult. I know I'm difficult. Not in a bad way. I'm just difficult. I'm not typical. I can be your homegirl. I can watch sports. I can play basketball. Well, I don't really want to play basketball, but I, I like to. I can sit and chill. I can sit and read a book. I can play a video game. Go walking, go go to a museum, go to an art museum. I'm you I'm diverse. I'm I'm a queen of all trades. I don't want to say jack of all trades, queen of all trades. I'm different. But that's gonna require somebody who's also different. Somebody who's also willing to accept me quirky and silly and you know all of my attributes. That's my that's my soulmate, somebody who makes me feel like I am okay with learning you and building and growing with you for the rest of my life. I want to get away from that word complete because you should already be complete. Um, you complete yourself. Nobody can complete you. I don't think no one is um, ever complete, but keep going. Or even that, because we're always growing. If you're complete, that means you're done. <laughs> you're ready to go. I ain't ready to go. I don't know about nobody else. I ain't ready to go. I got too much more to do and accomplish. I ain't ready to go nowhere yet. So um, I don't want to say that. I want to say grow with. I just want that individual that is okay with us building and growing and combining our intelligence and resources and souls to making something even more beautiful together. Does that make sense? Sounds yep. really sappy. No, that's just... That was really fucking cheesy. Sounds what? It's really fucking cheesy. No, <laughs> but that's that's your definition of, of love. And it, it, and I guess we can say, not your definition of love, but your love uh, 
for your soulmate, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's what, what it does look like, Matt. I guess that's what you All you require. single ladies out there, please listen to what he about to say. I'm, I'm not about to say anything. Nisha, <laughs> 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 when you tune in, no, take note of what he's saying, right? Because we talked about this. No, we're not gonna even we're not gonna discuss it right now. We we went over please enlighten the ladies. What the what 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 is the what the what's the soul what's the soulmate looking like? I'll let the universe, God, Allah, and all that take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) For now, I think I have resigned from that. You know, like if it finds me, it finds me. But (laughs) but along with me finding when it when it finds me or when I meet it at the proper time, I I will. When I meet her at the proper, I'm sorry. When I meet Thank her you. at the proper time. Thank you, cause you can meet an it. You really want to meet an it? I met some it's, but you know I don't fuck with no it's. So. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful what you say. Yeah, but you know I don't, I don't play that shit, and we ain't gonna even get into that topic. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I do like, not play so... that shit. <laughs> uh, but uh. Verbiage is everything. What we just yeah. say, speak life and death. Yeah, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says that uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Um, and you, when you speak it, that's those are the things that you Absolutely. speak. So we're not getting into like the Bible and everything, but for everybody that is listening and can hear, you know, the things that you say and the things that you ingest, the way that you eat, the way that you go about your life, uh, you give life and energy to those things. So you always want to put as much positivity and love out there into the atmosphere, into the universe, um, and and proceed in that method and in that in that manner. Um, but as far as me, man, I'm not. I don't know. I think I'm gonna just wait it out. Uh, I have an idea. I don't know. I thought I knew. Um, things I know, right? Change things change they change and 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 because and because no one is perfect that means that uh no one is a complete package that just so that means that i'm gonna have to find someone who comes in a package good enough for me to deal with and there are things that i can i can just accept and be like okay well i can deal with that or i can't deal with that so they're hard no and hard yes Yes, yeah, yeah, and and I, I would like for those things to not be major, major things that will keep me keep me from being committed and and, and be a hindrance in the growth and evolution of me moving forward in life. But you know, we we don't we don't know what that looks like right now, um, and, and I'm not I'm not even worried about it. So right absolutely. now, absolutely. Right now, for me, I am enjoying life. Life is good. Um, there, nothing is really bothering me. Um, I, I've been able to get things done. I've been able to comp- accomplish a lot in the last year, I think. So I'm not worried about that. But as far as the requirement, I would like someone, uh, if 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 you want me to speak on it, companionship, partnership, friendship, and relationship. And when I say partnership, I'm just not talking about me and you 
shacking up and being going to each other's houses and going on vacations partnership as far as business goes if we're going to be together like we need to be able to, to we need to be able to create business together right something that we care about as much as we care about ourselves and our involvement with each other uh, the levels of intimacy there are different levels of intimacy the way we talk to each other the the way we may cook if we're cooking together or separately there's just different things that we should be able to do together and apart um being able to speak positively positive affirmations like i was saying er earlier it doesn't matter how it goes just as long as we're able to do those things there are things that i do require um i just don't want to go over the list of them uh, I, I do i like everybody i don't know everybody doesn't know but the people closest to me know i like chocolate chocolate women what if the package ain't wrapped in chocolate like what the fuck do y'all want me to do so you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> what yeah. if she's not <laughs> what do you do just say no i know i'm giving it back i need to be in chocolate yeah no yeah like do no you know, this ain't the pair of Jordans I wanted. Like, y'all take them back. Like, I can't do that, you know, if it's not going to be chocolate. That's fine. I would prefer some chocolate, but <laughs> I love chocolate. So motherfuckers know that. But um, if it's not that, then, you know, we move on from there, you know. <laughs> you know I, what I challenge people to do? What's that? I challenge people to anyone listening. Everyone listening, any and everyone listening, I challenge you to sit down and we're, we're, I don't want it to be a list. I don't want it to be a list of ridiculous expectations. But I, I challenge people to really sit down and learn and write what makes them feel good. If someone came into your life what could they do that would make you feel good? You know, that equates to love. When you feel good, that's love. Love is happy. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love is all these wonderful things. But love is also testing. I won't say bad. I'm not going to speak of it in anything, that, but it's testing. What could they do that makes you feel good? That makes you feel better. What could they do that would bring a smile to your face? Is that good to say? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you could do to bring a smile to their face to make them feel better. Because oftentimes we get so selfish about what everybody can do for us, but what are we willing to do for others? What are you really, really willing to sacrifice or do or give up or whatever for someone else? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I think the other opposite of that is uh, with, with the list of things that you may want in a person, are you ready to give and sacrifice those same things to keep that person? Because I, a lot, of, because people say, oh, I want this in a man, I want this in a woman, I want that in a woman, I want that in a man. All right, that's fine. That's cool. But here's the thing. Are you ready to receive that? Have you done the work? Have you pre prepared 
yourself to be able to receive that person. And oftentimes when you look at people, when you look at people or the situation they're in, they're not really ready. They're not Uh, ready. We think we are. Mm -hmm. We feel we are. But it takes work. Yeah, it's a want. And I think that comes from, you know, I think someone said, uh, human beings or no no person on earth or no thing, no creature on this earth <clears throat> was meant to be alone. So we all yearn for that companionship and that partnership, right? But in the process of that, because we're not like the rest of the, our brains are are highly, highly wired. We we act differently. There are different ways for us to perceive and 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 make decisions we have to be aware of those things and 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 prepare like we're not a bunch of horses that can just run around in a barn or on a ranch or out in the meadows and the woman the female (laughs) horse is there and you just decide to mount her and put your dick in it like you just can't do you can't do that like there's just not those not that situation we we're not dogs sniffing ass in the alley like we can't do that you know we live in a society and in a world where we have to be serious about these things, right? How do I mesh? How do I compare to the person that I really want to be with? You know, like it's different for us and we have to be yeah. aware of those things. And in your situation right now, have you done enough to, to have what you want or what you need? That, that woman that you want, that man that you need, if they showed up right now, would you be ready? And you have to be aware of that. And you have to be honest with yourself. Absolutely. You have to be honest Absolutely. with yourself. Like, because if, if you're, yeah, because if you're not, you're going to have a person who's ready for you, but you're not, you're not qualified. Like you don't qualify. They qualify for you, but you don't qualify for them. And therein is a mistake as well. Everybody wants the glory and very rarely have a good. I just posted that today. Oh, you want the glory. You ain't got no good. Yeah. You want it. You yeah. gotta be willing to do what it takes to get it. Yeah. Everybody you can't want, just sit there. Everybody wanna look like a hustler. Everybody want what the hustlers got, but they don't wanna hustle. They don't wanna stay up all night. They don't wanna do it. They don't they wanna don't, put the work in. They, yeah, they don't wanna put the work in. They don't wanna make <gasps> the sacrifices. So th- that's that. And I'm not saying that to say de- it. They don't wanna have the honesty. I'm not saying that to deter anybody. I'm not saying right. that to keep anybody from going after what they think is love or companionship, partnership, friendship, relationship, all those ships. You want all those ships, but you have <laughs> to be, yeah, because they, they are, they're ships, right? Friendship, relationship, partnership. They're ships. Right? Like they're, they're, ships. they're real, they're ships and they sail. And when they sail, you want them to sail for a long time and go on a journey. You don't want them yeah. to, to, you don't want the bottom of the ship to fall out. You don't want you don't want the people that's on the ship with you to yes. abandon ship while you're there building or selling or getting things ready. You want someone to stick around and be there for the right. long haul because they want to be with you specifically. And a lot of people keep neglecting that part yes. that when you say you want this person, what are you doing to make sure or when you need this, when you need this in your life or you want this in your life, what are you doing? And are you ready for that? Have you made the changes necessarily to, to, to have that person in your life? Because when they get there and they're not ready, you can't blame them for leaving. They're, they're telling you that you weren't ready. I can't, I, I showed up and you weren't ready. Ooh, say that one more time. 
half of the people in the back. Woo! So, so that's just one of those. You things. know, it comes down to having uncomfortable conversation. That too. So into this, not wanting to have an uncomfortable conversation, and that I too. am guilty of this. There's a point I did not want to have that uncomfortable conversation because I want so badly for things to work. I want so badly for this to be the one. I want so badly for this, that, and the other. And I don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation because this doesn't fit in my vision of what I wanted. That's that selfish part. I want what I want. And if I can't have it, there's a problem. And rather than hearing it, I'd rather something just happen dramatic where I can be mad and sad and cry about, oh, they hurt me. They did. No, I hurt myself because there were signs and I should have had that uncomfortable conversation. For the, and it would have. For the people who are listening, let hey. me tell you this. Let me say this. Crystal will be dealing with somebody and not say nothing to me. And when the shit is going bad, that's when she want to tell me. Am I wrong? I could slap you through this phone. Am I wrong? <laughs> I could slap you through this phone. No, you are wrong. Yes, you are wrong. What? I tell you the good. No. Think about that. Think about it. Because usually when I'm finding out, I'm like, Crystal, how's that going? Oh, it's okay. And I'll go, uh-oh. Okay is not. <laughs> she, she's laughing, but is it true? Like, anytime I hear okay, I'm from, we from Chicago. For the people that are listening, we from Chicago. A motherfucker could tell you some shit decent, and decent could be decent good or decent bad. It just depends on how they say decent. A motherfucker could tell you some shit is okay, and it could be okay good, or it could be okay bad, but it just depends on how they say okay. So when I'm like, Yo, how, how's everything going with buddy? Oh, it's okay. And I'm looking like, yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is because she she doesn't, she's non-descriptive. She, she won't tell me what's going on. So then I go, we'll hang out. We'll go have fun or whatever. And then we'll be on the ride home. And she said, so let me tell you what this motherfucker did. For the people that are listening, for the people who are listening, and it ain't like she'll get she don't get like crazy drunk or nothing like that. She's she's very mad no. and everything. I'm the one that be yeah. drinking and moonwalking across the floor. Like I'm sorry if y'all seen me, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we have a good time. Boom, we'll be leaving. So before we I drop you off, let me tell you what the motherfucker did and didn't do. And then it's like a list of 101 things. And it'll be like, okay, cool. So we'll go over things and, and we'll 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 narrow them down. We go, all right, cool. Because I don't want to bash the guy because I don't know how hard he's working. But for anybody that's ever that ever fucks with Chris, just know that I'm not really rooting for you, pimp. Like I don't really give a shit, you know. <laughs> I'm not really rooting for you. And it's not to say that I don't think you're a good person, but it's my friend. I consider her like a sister. Um, and not in the sister that we we did something because y'all know y'all motherfuckers be lying about the sister and brother. Oh, that's my bro. Right? Yeah, you know, like you know, some people be doing the whole sister and bro thing. If we thing say and, family, 
Yeah, yeah, that's what we mean. We mean on the fam side, but some of y'all be using the sister and brother thing, and y'all be y'all be smashing or y'all done smashed. All right, but nasty, nasty, just smash your dimples. Yeah, but on on this level, this is my friend, and we'll be sitting in the car, we'll be going through things. I was like, yo, stop, let's get some Wendy's because I know where this is about to go, and we're about to be sitting around (laughs) shooting the shit for a while, right. So Crystal will we'll we'll narrow it down. I don't, and again to the guys that be dating, whenever y'all dating her, I ain't rooting for you. I'm protective of my friend. So fuck you. But anyway, I have to be honest and fair because I want the guy to win, right? I don't want him to <laughs> I don't want him to lose. All right. But in the process, when she be naming these things, I go, okay, cool. So this is what you should do. And Crystal knows this. I give her a timeline of when these things should take place. Do I not? You do. You do. You do. You do. Okay. That's Boom. True. Boom. So I know I ain't fucking lying because I done done this. I done done this already. <laughs> all right. To everybody that's listening, I know I done done this shit already. So she'll be dealing with the person, and then we'll hang out a couple more times. I won't even miss mention it. I'll be moonwalking across the floor, you know, because I'm <laughs> literally, literally, literally moonwalking across the floor because I had my drinks. We hanging out. We having a good time. We are we amongst people that we know or we don't know. But we 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 going to be what we going to be. All right. 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 Boom. And then all of a sudden she'll bring it up another time. So remember the motherfucker from the motherfucking goddamn <laughs> shit of a motherfucking goddamn time when I said I was oh you remember talking about the guy from three years uh three three month th- three two or three months ago yeah that motherfucker so uh remember what you told me you told me I was like yeah well he didn't do it and then I tried to double back and I I'm thinking to myself the things that I told her Crystal's a very loving person she she does wear her heart on her sleeve and she gives you chances all right but when I'm telling you these specific things that the guy should or shouldn't do. I'm telling you them because either he's going to rise to the occasion or he's going to fall by the wayside. And the guy that falls by the wayside is the guy that she just needs to get the fuck out the way so we don't never have to talk about this dude again. <laughs> and that'd be the one, well, usually that'd be the one that I give multiple chances to. Chance after chance after chance. This is a chance. fact. I do. I do. And I'm like, what have I been doing this whole time but spinning my own fucking wheels? Like, yo, I don't typically get chances. Like, and I'm trying to change and get chances. And then she goes, but man, I like him. Man, I really, really like him. But Crystal, he's not doing a goddamn thing he needs to do. <laughs> you know what? It comes in into play when you're you're trying to change how you deal with people. Because I was very short with people for a long time. I've been single for twelve years now. So Michaela's twelve this year. It's been a minute, and I I got very short. I I, I let go of that gray area for a long time. It was like either you do or you don't. That's it. And I would cut people off. You did one thing that made me upset or I didn't like, I wasn't feeling, and I'm gone like the wind. Like, look up, ain't no call, no call, no show, no nothing. You never heard from me again. 
And I started to change that because it was like, okay, you really need a gray area. You do need one because some people deserve chances. At least see. At least see. People can change on their own. You don't have to change them. If they want you, they'll change on their own. Well, that's the part that'll get you fucked up sometimes, too. Facts. Facts. You there hoping on a miracle for change, or you're more looking at the prospect of them. That's not the word I'm looking for. You're more looking at who they could be versus who they are. You're looking at the potential. The potential. That's rather the than the product. That so you're, 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 you're holding on to who they will be later, but that's not who they are now. And now is the person that you're dealing with. You got to let it go. So I had to get there. Whatever. You dealt with it. You're my friend. Deal with it. That's your job. This is your job. I don't mind my job. I'm just want I just want people to know that I be on my job. Why you want to tell on me? And Chris will be trying to make tell it on me. Like tell on you. I did tell on myself. I've been telling on myself the whole damn podcast. I hope I listen to this shit. You make sure you comment on this shit, Aisha. Aisha, you ain't got to comment. You we can sure. have a whole another. We can have a whole another conversation about it. PM, you know that. I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. But you I'm know, not gonna put Matt out there. Put me. Y'all don't want to know. No. Say what needs to be said, no. god damn it. I don't mind. No. I don't mind. Like, no. let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. No. I got time today, uh-uh. cuz. I got time. Come on. <laughs> Put me out there. Let's talk about it. No, but for real. We have to start getting to a point of love. Loving. What does it mean for us? What would it do for us? How would it make you feel? What is it that you're willing to give in order to receive? I'm so big on affirmations right now. Uh, positive affirmations have completely changed my life. I'll be the first to admit it, to say it, and accept it. It works. You have to learn how to speak life into yourself and others. Are you willing to do that and stand on it? Not say, oh, you know, I feel like he could be the one, but... You know, I do got John and, 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 and Jake over here just in case. Well, you're not speaking life. You're speaking death in the hopes of this not working out so you can go with John and Jake over here in the corner. Instead of doing that, just let that person go and deal with John and Jake. It's easy yeah. because then you're not wasting someone else's time. We have to start, if, if you didn't receive love as a child, if you didn't, if you don't know how to love, I suggest taking proactive steps on learning. Read a book. Contact a therapist. Get to the root of the issues that you have so that you can properly learn to love yourself and someone else. Because you have to learn to love yourself first. Love is internal first. If you don't know how to love and give love, you have to start with you. What do you feel? How do you love yourself? 
once you master loving yourself, then you can love someone else. Not everybody has that nurturing spirit. Not everybody has that huge heart that they're willing to just put it all out there all the time. I want to. I have that. Can I just say something? Keep it. Keep your thought. Go ahead. Um. One of the things that I had to do with myself or what I did for myself, not one of the things I had to, what I did for myself one day was I stripped down naked in front of the mirror. And I talked about the things in the mirror to myself that I love about myself and the things that I don't like about myself or love about myself. And the things that I don't love, if I can correct them, I did correct them. The things that I can't, I I leave them alone and I accept those things as they are. And I move on. A lot of people don't know how to accept who they are and where they are in that moment and you have to be willing to, to do that again happiness and love uh, it all starts on the inside it all starts on the inside of yourself it, and you can't give love and and relationship and friendship to others if you don't have those things back to you we have my turn so i know you said hold it but y'all know my man don't work that way <laughs> for those who don't, don't know for those who don't know crystal is kind of blonde I almost called you something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. But because I love you. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Because I love, out of love, I will just accept it. I don't, it don't, it won't. I'm not going to do it. Nope. Not going to do it. Chris will be having a jackass. Or asshole. But Chris will be having these blonde moments. All those, all those fitting moments. Yeah. She be Uh, having blonde moments. It's not blind. It's called older age. (laughs) (laughs) look let me tell you something that was what you hit the nail on the head with that one learning how to internalize you learning you learning yourself learning what makes you happy making yourself happy will help you make someone else happy not even make them happy. You just learn how to bond and build with that person. I want to get away from these these words. You learn how to bond and build with somebody and grow with them. And that's key. You can't grow if you don't know how. You can't go outside and start a garden and you don't know how to plant a seed. Um, it all comes with self-knowledge, self um Self-growth, self-development, self-development, personal development. Work on you, and then you can work with someone else. Because that, 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 that sounds way better. That, yeah, um, I like that. I like that. And I agree. I don't, I don't know. It all, you have, I, I remember hearing, starting my business journey, it was like, You have to become the change that you want to see. You want to be married. You have to become married personally. You have to put yourself into that position so that you can attract that to you. Again, with speaking in life, planting seeds. If that's what you want, then that's what you go for. You can't say, I want to be married, but you're still out here hoeing. You're still out here casually dating people. I won't say hoeing. I take that back. But you're out here casually dating everybody. That's not going to help you become married. You want to be married? You got a whole bunch of single friends. That ain't going to help you be married. Because y'all all sit in the same pool together. 
How you gonna who you gonna learn from? Y'all all single. A majority of my friends are married, engaged, or long in long term relationships. And because now I want to move in that direction of being married one day, I need to start communicating with them, learning what did they do, what did it take when it got hard, how did you handle it, how did you get through it, you know, when you messed up, what did you do, what did they do, how did you guys come back together, you're learning how to effectively communicate and handle positive resolution, how to positively resolve situations without the yelling and the bickering and the name calling and hitting below the belt, bringing up the past, throwing things in each other's face, all those negative things that don't end up becoming a negative, positive, a negative, a positive outcome. You can't mix a negative and a negative and get a positive. You know, you ha- I had to learn these things. I learn these things now. I learn them now. So I don't have to come to Matt and say, Matt, so-and-so did this. So-and-so didn't do this. So-and-so is just raggedy. So-and-so, I don't have to do that anymore. Now I can say, Matt, yo, everything is good, bro. Everything is well. Everything is everything. It's, it's, I'm in a good space. We can talk about something else. We can rag on him and his... His dirty car or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just want the people to know. Motherfuckers be on there. It's soap opera. Episode. <laughs> hey Crystal, how, what's going on with you and Buddy? He decent. Decent. That's good. That means I don't have anything bad to say. Again, for the people that are listening, we are from Chicago. If a person tell you that is decent, is either okay, it's good decent, or it's bad decent, or it's fake decent. And what I would tell you if it's bad decent. And when you would say it a certain way, I know what it is. So, well, so far everything has been a lesson, and it's good. Yeah, it's a so good lesson. She keep forgetting that I be around her, and and that like we go places to eat, and I'm like, hey, Crystal, let's go over this place and let's try something to eat. Oh, this is decent. That's how I be knowing. <laughs> me, 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 me. I know. I pay attention to my friend, man. So when she be like, oh, it's decent. And I said, but right now, home. everything is decent. Everything is good. And I, I'm not lesson. saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. But I do know. I, I, I watch. I, I watch. You you know that I'm observant of the people I'm around, especially the people that are closest to me. Um, That's pay, very, very true. Yeah, I pay attention. Very, so when, very hey, how, how's Buddy doing? Oh, you know, he decent. And I go, hmm. So we went out for dinner last week. And she had a burger, and I said, how was it? She said, oh, this is decent. And then she just said, (laughs) and then I just asked her about this dude. I ain't telling all your business. I'm just telling you, I just want want you to know that as your friend and as family, I do have an understanding of you. So I do know when you on some bullshit. I know when you on some bullshit. Like, I know when it's bullshit. I'm like, man, who she thinks she talking to? I'm the whisperer. I'm the whisperer. Right now, everything is decent. 
decent. Everything is good. It's been good. It's been a lesson, a learning lesson, a positive lesson, um, especially helping me learn me more and learning what personally makes me happy and um, learning my hard no's and yeses. And this has all been really good. It's been eye-opening for me, um, even with now having a therapist. Yes, I have a therapist. Um, it's all been an awakening for me, I'll say it that way, which is good because it's getting me closer to my goals. It's getting me closer to the life that I want um, because I'm taking the reins on it. I'm in control of this. I am saying this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do to get it. You know, I'm not going to sit by and watch it happen or just keep going through these bad lessons to try to figure out what the fuck's going on. You know, oh, my God, everybody is this and this and that and the other. Well, first it has to do with me. It's always personal first. It's always internal first. If we ever get to the point where we feel like it's everybody else, it is now you. It is more than likely you. If everybody is like, and I'll, I'll share something from the from the therapist lesson. This, is, this, this lets us know that we as black people, especially the women, we go through a lot, we handle a lot, we internalize a lot, we take in a lot, and we just think that everything is fine. We're just going to deal with it. There's other things just dealing with it. Because we're going to come to play. It's going to come up again. You're going to regurgitate it on the wrong person that didn't deserve it, eventually. Well, you know, we came to talk about, I have literally been cheated on in every single relationship before the person I met now. Every single person from the first relationship, I was cheated on. I internalized it. Every single one of them. I'm that person, though. I took it personally. And I carry the weight of their bad decisions. That was not for me to carry. That was for them. That was their action. They did it. I didn't do it. They did it. They chose to do it. I had nothing to do with it. There was nothing that I could have done differently that would have made them change whatever they did. That was what they chose to do. Period. But here we go. I'm almost 40, and I've been carrying that shit. I've been internalizing that shit, thinking, Crystal, what is it about you? What did you do? Did you not love them good enough? Did you not do more? Did you not sacrifice more? What could you have done differently? Did you not dress differently for them? Was it not sexy enough? Are you overweight? You know, is it your stretch mark? You know, what is it that you could have done? Well, the majority of that shit, if not all of it, I can't change. Anything should I do that? Nothing. But I think I didn't realize I was carrying all these things, so it created trust issues. Now everybody I meet, I'm like side and the shit out of you. Ninety percent of the time, everything you say it sounds wonderful. Mm. I give you a few days. Let me see. Fuck you up too. Let me see what you're gonna do. You sound good. Sound wonderful. 
but I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Go ahead and just drop it. Come on now, quit wasting time. And the shoe ain't even dropping. But I'm creating, I'm attracting this energy. I'm attracting you to drop in this shoe. I'm attracting you to cheat. I'm attracting you to do these things. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to get you before you get me. So I'm already looking for an exit strategy. And nothing has even happened yet. Or nothing's going to happen at all. Let's just say that. But I'm looking for exit strategy. I'm, I'm, I got the other eggs like, we ready. We ready to roll. We ready to roll. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I shouldn't even have the other eggs. Shouldn't even have them. For what? What am I preparing for? Disaster? It's a lot. It's a lot. But it, but you... And it is what it is. Yeah, but you had let that fester. You had let that fester for so long. And you had carried it. I would just like to say that we look very good for forty-year-old people. Say that one more time. Um, I don't look forty at all, but for those who are Not watching, either. I'm forty. She's forty. Yeah, forty this year. The class of people that we come from are forty years old, and if I showed it to you, you wouldn't even think that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Hate on it. Hate on it. We say 99 was the best year ever. I'm not saying 99 ever. is the best year, but I will say that people that did uh, grow Whatever. up. Whatever. I will say this. The people that did grow up in the 80s, they are some very look, very good looking people. Um, you all We are really are. Yeah, you guys are wonderful we- and you are beautiful. I, I just don't want to say it's just 99, but people that are <laughs> people that were born in the 80s like it's, it's some really good looking people because uh i don't want to just say it's us and neglect the fact that my my sisters are, are are beautiful women um but we are some very beautiful looking people um and i only yeah. want to say that because of the fact that when i do see some of them people out even though they don't want to speak and sometimes they be turning and trying to hide their face they, 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 and I want to really compliment them and tell them that they do be looking. They, they, they do look good. You know, the face they, they haven't let their bodies uh go to shit. Well, not their body, but they haven't let the, the face go to shit. You know, so it's good to see that they, they do take care of themselves on some level. Um, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see. So salute to everybody that went to the V. Um, salute to everybody around the world that uh grew up in the '80s, man. And if you look good, you look good. Um, there are some people older than us that look even better uh and i know a couple of them but i just want to but, but, but so and the reason why that's the reason why i'm saying it is because there are people that are younger than uh us that are in their i don't know what what do i want to say 20s mid 30s i want to say i want to say i want to say late 20s i saw a couple people in their late 20s and y'all look like y'all been jumping face first into cement you know for the past five years like i don't get it No. i I saw some people recently that were in their early 30s and they look like they uh they look like they be smacking themselves in the face with bricks 
and I don't know, no. I don't know what's going on. Come back. So, Come back so let me, so we're going to get back to the love because this is all, this episode is all about love, but to the people that, to the people that are doing that to themselves, get out them drugs, get out them bad relationships. Um, I wish you well, I wish you, well, I wish you health and I wish you success. Um, but whatever it is, whatever it is, I hope you fight through it and I hope you get through it. But some, some of the people that I have seen, yeah. And, and it's not to talk down on y'all on, on you all, but you, you do look bad. Um, and for me to be 40 and be running three to four miles in a time limit that I do it, y- y'all need to step y'all shit up for real. Y'all need to step it up. I'm in the gym. Well, I have an athletic mind, so I got to. I don't know what she. I don't know what she's out. talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. You just said running miles and stuff. I say, yeah, I'm in the gym. Yeah, yeah, all that. Um, so, um, but you know what? Let me say that health is connected to mental health. Bang, bang. Your physical health is connected to your mental health. Bang bang. And I say that because once I got in the gym and I started being consistent with just working out in my overall health mentally it has been strengthening me so much i feel different i respond different i react different i think differently it has been an entirely different world that's opening up Mm -hmm. and therefore it's attracting different things to me all positive i'm able to get past things and through things and it's it's a it's incredible. You don't have to go to the gym every day. Don't get me wrong. You don't even need to work out. But do something to benefit your health, whether it's your eating habits or whatever. Absolutely. Just get out and move. Like do something different. Don't just sit. Absolutely. Don't sit. When you work out, you you don't only just strengthen your body, but you strengthen the mind. And you give the yes. you give the you give the body and the brain something to look forward to because you're you're helping it you're sharpening it as a tool. So I, I would I would I would also suggest for for those who aren't doing it, get your ass up and start start power walking, a, a couple blocks, go jogging half a mile, whatever it is, do something because um, I looked at and it's so crazy that we're talking about that because I was talking to someone about this two or three weeks ago. It wasn't a podcast, but we were just talking in general. And we were looking at pictures of people from the mm-hmm. 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. And then we looked at the last 20 years of how people look. And the level, the, the width, the girth of people, the chubbiness, the obesity... It's so crazy when you look at people, it's through the roof and you're looking at it, you're going, well, people had to work a lot harder then because everything was more industrial. We live in a, a, a more of a technological era, but that is no reason to slouch off and let yourself go. And then someone was in a group of people that we were talking about, they was like, well, you know, stress and depression. I was like, we were black. We always been black. Those people in the 40s, 50s and 60s were dealing with the same shit. They were still black. Stress and depression. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And racism at a at a high level. So you can't sit there and tell me that that's the cause because they were dealing with the same thing and they were still taking pictures, smiling and looking good. The women, the women were looking good. The men were looking good. 
So uh, whatever it is, I'm not, I don't want to talk down on, it's not, I, I don't want to be that guy, but your, your mental health and your physical health, they are one in the same and they are tied, they are both tied together. Mm. What you put into your body, you're going to get the, you're going to get the results out of it. Um, if you're feeding yourself yeah. negativity all day through music, through the food that you eat and through the bullshit that you put in uh, on, your, on the TV, whatever it is that you're taking in, that's what you push right back out. And we have to stop feeding ourselves so much negativity because we do it every day. These rappers get on yep. TV, they get in a radio station through these radio waves and they feed you the same negativity that you have already made it out of or that you're trying to make it out of. They're feeding it right back to you. So you have to be careful of the things that you digest on every level, through your eyes, through your ears, whatever, through your mouth. You have to be very careful of the things that you digest. And I only wanted to say that because we we got we've gotten on this subject and we're talking about it. So I just wanted to mention Absolutely. and put it out there. Um, and let me important. let me tell let me tell on myself because I I'm not that tall. I'm only five eight and a half five nine, and I'm up to one ninety. And I've I've you know Woo! you know I, I'm not that big of a guy. But when you look at me, it doesn't look like much, but. For me, I'm not even supposed to be wearing wearing this much because I tried on my suits and, you know, they were screaming for me to take them off. Like, yo, get fam, get up out of here, bro. Like, Big guy in a little coat. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, mental health and all that. You know, like salute to everybody. Can we just get back? Huh? Love yourself if you love yourself and you'll treat yourself better. Yeah, everybody, love yourself, man. Uh. Be around people that love you as well. Um, if there's only one or two people that's, that that you have that love you, you should be around them. It changes the way you feel. It changes the energy around you. It changes the way you, you want to do things. And, and you should want to be around people that love you. Look, I reach out to people all the time. I reach out to Chris. I reach out to Neek. I reach out to different people. Big Bro Ken, Juan, everybody. And I always text them and ask, are they okay? I am never reaching out to text someone and find out if they're okay because I want to be in a business and be nosy. I just want to know that they're okay or they're doing good. And some people actually respond and they'll respond like, yo, nah, today's a bad day. Today's a bad day, big bro. Nah, bro, today's a bad day. Man, I'm glad you asked because I got something I want to tell you. And we go, we have conversation. We converse about those things, but we have to get to a point th through communication. I know love is communication as well. We have to get to the we have to get to the point through communication where we're telling we're talking about the things that are actually bothering us because if we don't again that becomes a mental issue where the depression or stress may start to weigh in on you and you may need to have an ear that listens or you may need to have a, a mouth in the ear that listens and then gives you positive feedback so yeah those are those things um positive feedback That's yeah and, and not just positive feedback but some in certain cases i've been able to give people inspiration um and i'm glad that i have been able to do that over the past few years so that's that i don't know is there anything yeah. else we need to touch on or talk about i think we covered a lot this okay. was great i'm yeah. like i'm feeling good about this yeah. I, because it's such a taboo topic we don't in our community we don't like to talk about love love is such a taboo yeah. It's it's mushy and it's gay and it's you know ah you soft and yeah. no these are things that you should have yeah. if you had that softness 
it would change our idealisms on a lot of things. We would have more care about each other. We would have more human care about each other. We wouldn't be so quick to kill one another. The love is gone. The love for one another, the love for your brother, your sister, the love for yourself is not there. Oh, my God. You just stripped away. We have stripped away humanitarianism. I don't know if I said that right. I didn't even hear it. It sounded like you said humanitarianism. I did, and I feel like that's not right, but okay, whatever. Humanitarianism. Like, that's, that's correct. That's what I said. There's nothing wrong with that. That was right. That was right. Okay. L- listen, so, listen, so listen to the word humanitarian, and you just added ism. That's all you did. You just put ism at the end. Well, we're going to make one. If it wasn't one, it's one now. Hold on. But we just, we just stripped away the love of life in general. Love of ourselves and love of life. And God almighty, like, I know people didn't get it. We had kids having kids, having kids, having kids. So along the lines of that, a lot of love was lost because they didn't have it. They couldn't teach it to you because they didn't have it. And that person couldn't teach it to the other person because they didn't have it. We have to break these generational curses. Can we just stop there? Oh, my God. Love is not taboo. Love is what we were created from. Love is who we are, actually. So it's okay to embrace it. It's okay to accept it. It's okay to love each other. It doesn't have to be so negative and so, like, shunned upon. It's, it's almost like saying, like, I love myself. Ugh, why you do that? No! If I had love for me, then I have love for you as my brother and my sister. I wouldn't want to take your life. I would feel a way if I took a kid's life because I love my own. I love me. These This generation don't give. Hey, damn, they have no love of life for themselves. Yeah. Which is why they can do the things that they're doing and walk away without even so much as having any type of remorse whatsoever. Oh, you know, it's another day. Well, it's just what happened. You know, you got, got, ooh, like that interview with that girl. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we, 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 it's, we, 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 it's a lot of drugs out here too that uh that are influencing them to do all these crazy whacked out deeds. Um, love yourself. If you love yourself, them drugs would never be able to even touch your body. Love you. Yeah. Love and, you. Heal. And heal, the music. Heal. And, and the music. The music is so drug heavy too. So they feed you know into what I, it. You know what I say about that? Because when we were coming up. My mother specifically told me, everything you hear and see don't mean that you have to do it or repeat it. You have to learn discernment from the things that you put in your ears and your mind, things that you hear and see. She always taught us reality from fiction. This is not reality. This isn't it. This is fiction. They're doing this for entertainment. They're doing this for you to like it, for you to love it, for you to dance and groove to it. You have to learn what's real and what's not real. I took the same approach with my, and I tell people, I took the same approach with my kids. I loved horror films, right? 
loved them. As I'm getting older and I changed my mindset, that changed. My passion for horror films is not there like it used to be. My kid, my son's first movie was Halloween. I told him as he grew up, he started to love horror films just like mine. And I had to teach him every time he turned that TV on, what's real and what's not. Video games, what's real and what's not. Music, what's real and what's not. We would listen to music in the car, and I would have to break it down to him. That's what the song is saying. You have to learn to listen to the music and the lyrics of what you're hearing. And you have to learn what's not for you and what is for you. You have to teach your kids these things. These aren't things that they're just going to grow up and know. You have to teach it to them. He ain't out here mass murdering people because he played a video game. He's not out here mass murdering people because he watched a horror film. And feel like, let me go reenact this. It looks kind of cool. No, it's entertainment. It was just put there for you to watch it and look at it. And you, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. You just, it starts at home. 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 It starts with your upbringing. It starts with, it starts with you. Well, because of the love for yourself and for your kids and for others, you taught him that. You made him aware and prepared him for the things that he was seeing on the TV, hearing in the music. So that's that that's a part of it. And I don't think a lot of these kids are getting that same type of love. They're not. And it's unfortunate. They're not. Yes. And I don't know how we could. I don't even see a way for us to backtrack and do it. Do I think that we could change? Yeah, but we have to be willing to change ourselves before we try going to change the world. And we have to hold these people accountable, man, for, for this bullshit-ass music that they're putting out. And I'm not saying all of it is bullshit. Absolutely. But, but a good portion of oh, the music is bullshit. Oh, a good majority of it is. Like, you, all they're doing is selling us back trauma. And we have to get That's past it. that. Like, it's, it's bullshit. Like, every time I hear about sticks and choppers, and I'm like, come on, bro. Like, all y'all doing is perpetuating the reality that we have where, it's, where we need to walk away. These young men need to walk around with these, these fucking crazy weapons and hurting each other and harming each other. So yeah, that's a subject for another day. Um, yeah. We're yeah. we not going to do that. So what I will yeah. do is say, I, I appreciate you for being my co-host today. Uh, this episode <laughs> is called Love Me, Love Me Not. It was about all about love and, and appreciation of people and, and our relationships, companionships, partnerships, and the things that we've been through and gone through and the lessons we've learned and the things that we've experienced. This is Full Profits Podcast. My name is O, a.k.a. Pep. And we're about to get about <laughs> this motherfucking thing. Chris, thank you. I appreciate it. Wingy. You're welcome, hon. You know that. You know I always got you. Yeah, yeah.